All views of our guests in our podcast are theirs. We are just bringing them to you. Please use your own judgment. Hello and welcome to Witcast. Uh, today we have as our guest Ajita Srinivasan. Uh, this wasn't a planned uh, interview. It just organically evolved in the sense that I was uh, speaking with her and we were discussing about what we are all going through the covid crisis and she had some very profound things to say so uh, i with her permission quickly recorded the whole uh, conversation and uh, here we are and presenting this to you um at, at a very deep level as souls we we are very brave as souls as spirits we are extremely brave for us what may look like a immense a uh, horrific experience may be something that our souls have chosen to really evolve ourselves through that experience you know the reason we get triggered you see people getting triggered online in a news everywhere people are triggered because how do you why do you get triggered you get triggered because there's some part of you that relates to that experience you may not have gone through it why do we get upset about people getting killed why do we get upset about the atrocities against children and all that stuff that's happening is because a part of us as a deeper eternal existence as a soul has experienced it either as an oppressor or as the oppressed at some point in the timeline mm-hmm. wherever it may be because time exists only here on earth dimension outside of this when you look at quantum physics you know time and space doesn't exist so right. we feel that trigger because somewhere we can understand what it feels like to be in that position although we may have never experienced something like that here and now and and to to experience something like that at some point has taught us something at a very deep soul level because mm-hmm. it has we have learned we we all have learned something through our existence as eternal spirits and that's what the evolution of a spirit is all about so right. going back to the statement about collateral damages that those souls that have chosen to leave the planet right now are doing the biggest service that they can from a soul level mm-hmm. to teach us those of us that are still here and now to really be able to appreciate what it is to be in this body to be on earth right now to be in this life to experience things in the physical mm. you know we we have come here because we want to experience these things right. you know you know people people ask me oh you it's say absolutely it's a choice it's a free will it's it's a it's a choice at a deeper soul level to even leave right when it's time for us to leave we leave at that and fully understanding that whatever our souls came here to do is done for these these souls that have chosen to leave at this time through covid as an experience are profound in their in their you know in what they have left for us as a message mm. because well, yeah i hope i do hope that uh, you know those of uh, who have lost their loved ones would take some solace in what you're saying But you will i mean we lose loved ones you know in, in, to various situations if right. covid is one where we are able to so this is my i was actually writing up an article on covid-19 and its impact on organizations as well from a corporation perspective but i do feel that this particular pandemic it has woken up us as a human species to right. very two fundamental fears that we have been grappling with from time immemorial mm-hmm. one is the fear of death and the other is the fear of isolation Mm. and this these two things have really really surfaced up on a mass level for us because there is no denying it right now right, right. it's right in front of us and i do believe again from my perspective the lesson it is teaching us is want to be in the now because you can you will only be in a state of anxiety or depression is when you're not here and now mm. and you know either you're looking you either you're worried about is it going to be me next 
you know, what's going to happen to my loved ones? What is going to happen to my job? What's going to happen to my financial? So there's so much we are, you know, clouding ourselves with. And that is the cause for all the, you know, even more fear in the, in, in, that's surfacing up. Now, right. the, the, what, what could be, and I, I'm a firm believer that everything that's in our reality is also teaching us. It's a gift. Nothing mm-hmm. comes without a, a positive silver lining to it. Every mm-hmm. time you see a shadow, you do have that gift that comes with it. Mm-hmm. So from my perspective, the two fundamental fears that this thing has cropped up for all of us on a mass level, uh, it's showing us a very deeper lesson. The gift it has for us is to be in the now, to be present here and now. You are alive this very moment. You are healthy this very moment. What are you doing about it? What are you doing with it? Right? right. There's such a powerful message for us on that front. And the other is knowing that we don't control much of what's happening around us except to be disciplined on our own to wear the mask and to you know, maintain social distance. Mm. It is also teaching us to let go, to trust at some level. You know, just to, to surrender. Again, this is a trigger word for a lot of people who are right. wired for action. Surrender. Right. What do you mean by surrender? You mean like yeah, I yeah. don't do anything? The, the meaning of surrender on a deeper spiritual level is that when you trust that you are here as an eternal spirit in this body to do something, right? Yeah, Whatever that. Yeah, an active surrender then? It is an, it, it, I call it surrender because you are going to be acting from a place of guidance, of, from a place of inspiration, not right, right. from a place of uh, force, right. not from a place of force. You know, you don't, just because you have to do something, people start getting online and start venting their frustration. All they are doing is just showing their own inability to handle the situation that's going on right now. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's a perfectly fine way to release an emotion too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But the only challenge is what we are missing out on the gift that this has for us. The gift it has for us is to trust, to mm-hmm. surrender and to let go, trusting mm-hmm. that, you know, things that ought to fall, fall in place are going to fall in place over right. a period of time. It's teaching right. us immense level of patience, right. you know, right? So there's so much gift that this has, this particular scenario has for us as human species that should we choose to take it on, it's going to take our um, collective consciousness to a whole different level of vibration. Mm, mm, mm. So this is that, I feel it's like that shift point for us. We, we can choose to. Yes, that's also oh. a choice. We can choose to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, it's really a very, um, a lot of depth in what you're saying. So let me ask you a chicken and egg situation. Sure. Innova or uh, your thought process? Oh, my company actually, um, my thought process is what I would say because my company's name stands for In the New Earth, in Nova Gaia. And the reason I named my company that way is because I believe that we are ready for bringing heaven on earth. Okay. And that's what I call the new earth. And this is not something that I have coined or anything. When in my, when I was at the start of my spiritual journey back in 2015, I read up a lot of articles about ascension, about uh, spiritual awakening, the time for bringing, you know, the, the age of Aquarius, if you've heard about it, right? Yeah, so there's so much of information already out there. And the, and the beauty is that it's only when you are ready that those things start to come to you. Because when, there's a saying in um, uh, Hindu philosophy that when you're ready, the guru appears. Exactly. When the student is ready, the teacher appears, right? Exactly. So it's not that we, you know, even now people that are listening uh, to this interview, as we are talking through this, 
um, people may just shut off and leave the first moment they hear anything spiritual because it's not they're not ready for it. It's not, it may not be for them. Right. The, the point is that we end up resonating and that this is what I tell even those that come to my speaking events or even my own clients and students of my healing modality, I always tell them, you do not have to believe a single word of what I say. You mm. take what resonates for you because mm. all we are doing here in this time and um, in this point in time here on earth is just remembering who we are. Right. We, we typically remember who we are once we leave this body. And then, then you go like, oh my gosh, that was it. That was, why did I take it so seriously? This is a mm -hmm. afterthought that happens when we are out of this body, which right. many people who have had out of body experience, near death experience have all vouched for that, you know, uh, yeah. a sense. I think you could kind of read uh, Anita Murjani too. Yes. Right? You have quoted her in several Yes. Yes. So she has, you know, lived through the near-death experience, come right. back as a as a survivor or a, you know, from cancer as a cancer remission. So, you know, there are many such people that have gone through the gone to the other side, if you may, and realized that why did I take life so seriously? Mm. It was, you know, I was there by choice. I was there to learn something, and I completely missed the point. You know, right. that that kind of understanding comes through. So. What happens when you go through what's called a spiritual awakening in your in your life here and now in the body is that you just you you lose that veil of illusion. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go to the other side to realize what you're here for. You realize it while you're here and now. And right. when you have that understanding, you go like, okay, so this is what my life is about. My life is about just loving myself, learning to be me, to just that's it. That that's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. So if that's what it is for me. Um, now, how do I how do I share this with others? Is is you know I can go around shouting from the rooftops that hey, don't take life so seriously. It's fine. We're you know here for a finite time, but we're here to also learn lessons and enjoy the journey. Hmm. It's not going to resonate for those who are not ready for it because they are deep down learning their lessons. They're so in the thick right. of learning their lessons, right? right, right. It, it ain't going to resonate for them. So. This is why I tell my uh, students, clients, and people that come to my speaking events is don't take anything that I say for what it is. Just go based on what feels right for you because whatever feels right, right for you is yeah. what I'm helping you remember through just what I'm saying right now. And that's right. the whole, that's it. That's my purpose of being there at that point, whether it's a speaking event or whether through this interview, whatever way it unfolds is fine as long as it resonates for you. Something like a sympathetic vibration, right? You have two, two tuning folks of the same frequency. Exactly. One is the other starts vibrating. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's where the okay. word resonance is coming from. Is that and, yeah. and you talk about frequencies. That's a very very uh, close to heart topic for me. Is that you bring in people, you bring in situations, you bring in events based on what frequency you are at energy frequency, right? Okay. So um, going back, I know this is something my Theta Healing teacher always talks about, you know, and this is something we also teach when we teach the modality that I practice is uh, thoughts are electric. Every time we have a thought, we have an electric impulse in our brain. Right. Right. And every thought brings this magnetic, um, you know, the emotions that, mm -hmm. that it, it brings up, right? The emotions are magnetic. So mm -hmm. If you think about human beings, we are electromagnetic beings and we are circulating with an electromagnetic, uh, you know, field around us. And Is that, that the aura as well? Yes, in some sense, you may, you may, you may term, term it so because those of us that are at a higher frequency because we have figured a way to, you know, bump up our thoughts to be more positive and our emotions are at a higher frequency, which is, you know, above neutrality and above courage, where you are in the, in the spectrum of joy or your um, the spectrum of gratitude. So those frequencies are higher frequencies. And when you are in those thoughts and emotions, your frequency happens to be higher 
and that ends up becoming your aura which which is what people call us you know you can these are all very detailed way of explaining it but you know when you walk into a room where two people have just fought yeah. Yeah. you just yeah. sense it you nobody says anything right, right. and there are and there are those people from whom like 30 feet away you don't even want to go anywhere near them and where do where do you get, it's not like you know anything about them right? right so this shows proof that energy exists we are right. energy and the frequency that we are in our dominant frequency is what ends up bringing or attracting because we are electromagnetic we want to attract people and events to us based off of that right so so this goes to prove that we are creating our reality as we go right mm. so yeah, that's, we, that's that's the whole thing of quantum physics right exactly anything anything is observed mm-hmm. changes its characteristic absolutely the the yeah. act of witnessing changes everything and you and thank you for saying that because that's the fundamental premise of the healing modality that i am practicing as well we right. call we don't call ourselves healers and i make this very very clear when i practice as well as when i teach is that you are not a healer you're witnessing the healing happening or the or the transformation that's happening with the energy of creation so yeah, the good side effect of that is you don't get a swollen head right exactly keeps your ego in check and it works both ways it's like you can't take credit Yeah. You don't have to take the blame either. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I cut you in. I just had to say that. No, no, that is very, very uh, spot-on observation. So yes, the the uh, quantum physics uh, premise or the uh, the base assumption is that that you know we create by the act of witnessing, uh, and hence by being electromagnetic and the fact that we are creating our um, reality through the frequency, we are we are co-creators. So when we understand that we are creating our reality we are coming from a place of no longer being a victim of our situation or our scenario or our life mm-hmm. and that is that to me was so eye opening it's like if you're telling me i'm creating my reality that's the best news i could have ever had why mm-hmm. because i get to control only me right, and right. if i'm creating my reality hey great then i get to fix it too if i don't like what i see right right it is so empowering um yeah. in so many ways and that i think is a fundamental shift that mm. um, many of us are ready to now um, take on or, or or internalize because we've been walking around and this is no judgment in any sense because i was there uh, up mm. until 5 years ago uh, walking around thinking life happens to me right mm. but now the understanding that no happen. yes right i make life happen by the choices by my thoughts by my beliefs right so that's such a fundamental shift that just is so empowering and allows me to really be the master of who i want to be mm-hmm. so that so, is yeah. the base so you with uh, in, in our earlier um, the same conversation uh, uh, sometime uh, before we just at the start of the conversation mm-hmm. you had mentioned about how this uh, this virus is causing a change in uh, people's thinking so um is is it is it enough of a critical mass to change the entire thinking of the universe and we are all connected neurally i guess that neural energetically neural, too energetically so are we getting into a point where we have a critical mass so that the entire universe changes do you think that's happening again yes um i believe we that's why I, when i started this discussion i said i feel like i've been preparing whole, my whole yeah. existence for this period is what i said right. and the reason i said that is because it's not just me there are a lot of us that have come here with that very purpose of being here at this very point in time um to help with that transformation um and if i was not 
in the journey that I have been in the past five years, I don't think I would have been ready for this at all. So in many ways, a lot of us, a lot of us, not just me, a lot of people here on earth have been on this journey of Mm. waking up one fine day or uh, something spurs in in their reality that wakes them up to, okay, this is what I'm here for. And this makes perfect sense, right? It's like mm. taking off the veils of illusion and then waking up and saying, okay, I get it. I completely get everything. And or at least in terms of what it means to me, right? And uh, I, so to answer your question, um, I think there's a tipping point book by Malcolm Galdwell who talks about critical point of uh, mass. Yeah, tip, it's called the tipping point. So as uh, the books, because that name rings a bell to me. Yes, he did. Um, and I'm trying to remember the other okay. one. Yeah, okay. uh, he has written a couple of them, which, are, which have all been bestsellers, by the way. Uh, tipping point definitely comes to mind only because that would answer your question in terms of critical mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, uh, have enough people woken up to uh, who they are and what they are here for in order to help this shift in consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe if, if it hasn't already happened, this is going to be the event that gets us there. That's heartening. That's that is the real silver lining. This whole thing. Yes, and and I truly believe that because again, nobody in their living memory or even in history in history have seen something impact globally the way this one has. Especially in today's day and time when we have so many advancements in, you know, the scientific front, the medical front, the technology front, and here we are exactly. uh, grappling with something that is so. Yeah. Un, you know, unimaginable. It's like, where did this even come from? Like, how yeah. could this even happen, right? So and it and it doesn't discriminate from uh, uh, race. It doesn't discriminate color. It doesn't discriminate wealth. No. It's no. <laughs> that's that's the thing. That's that's the one of beauty is a word that I have to use here. I know it's cruel, but it's it's something that it's the great leveler. As you would say. It's message. And I call, and in my article, which is going to come out here shortly, I do call this a messenger with a profound message of how one we are more than we can ever imagine, right? You you look on the one side before COVID or even now, how much we differentiate, distinguish and separate ourselves from one another through religion, through color, through race, through geography, nationality, orientation, whatever. Take everything we can decide to differentiate and separate ourselves. We have done it. And here comes a profound messenger with the message saying, guess what? What affects one affects all. You are all interconnected and you're not free from this, right? Yeah, Uh, like someone is telling me, it's going to be a time as we're going to refer to as BC and AC. After Corona, corona. (laughs) no more BC and AD business. Yeah, true. Very true. Because I, again, it's it's got some very profound message for us as human species, and right. I believe, and and I truly believe that this is going to be a, a like I said, it's already a leveler, and it's going to be right. a game changer of how we approach life. What becomes important to us? It's it's because if you think about it, a lot of us have never taken the time. Again, no judgment for to anybody, just because I happen to have an experience five years ago and I, I am where I am does not make me any different or better than anybody else. It, it's just that we have never taken the time uh, to sit and to just be with ourselves, right? How often right. do we just step out? We, we are always about the outside. Who mm. can I fix? 
how can i fix somebody else so that my life gets better Probably who can i blame so yeah. everything is outward now right. here comes a pandemic that pushes you inside into right. a, into four walls where you have to be with people that you are living as a family but haven't spent enough time probably mm. never gotten to know them well enough mm. they're triggering you right left and center yeah you, you know it's you get, it's, to, you get to see all the walls you get to see everything and you have no way to escape there is no yeah. way to escape now you've got to you you just sit down with yourself and saying what is really happening why is this happening and here is there is really no escape because you now are forced to go within and right. that's where right. everything is yeah. because you are creating your reality so when you don't take the time to look within here comes a force that is asking you to go within mm. and says okay find what your lesson is mm. Le- what are you learning from this what do you need to do to change because mm. you no longer can escape from mm. any of this in your reality mm. it's it's a forced measure that's forcing yeah. us to go within and the beauty on the on the very positive side you can see how many people are tapping into their creative arts that have been oh, dormant yeah. for ages yeah. right people are people are singing people are singing people are dancing people are on tiktok as much as people want to you know uh, yeah, judge yeah. tiktok etc keeping that aside it's a great platform people people I, I, just yeah, express I, i started podcasting there you go <laughs> see that's what i'm saying this there's, there's definitely good things that are coming out of it with no right. no no question about it and um, i i truly believe that this is going to be a a, a changer in many ways that hopefully will put us into that higher frequency consciousness where we truly understand that we are not a human uh, being having a spiritual experience we are you know we are spiritual beings having a human experience right yeah that's, that's so profound and the other thing that i uh, kind of uh, concluded with this whole thing conclusion would be a bad word but you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so this the uh, i think the barrier that uh, the dichotomy or the binary choice of good and bad has gone because it's a bad thing doing good things yeah a bad virus doing good things to people so it's two sides of the same coin and all that we know but now that coin has dissolved true it's, it's just a, a continuum you know what i'm saying yes yes and that is truly you know this is something we um, this is something we really internalize in theta healing the modality that i practice because the plane of good and bad uh, right and wrong right the the evil versus the goodness all of that is is a plane which divides and separates us mm. the minute you step ab- above it which is from a plane of creation right the energy of all that is the the source energy the the, the universal consciousness there is no more separation at that level because everything is part of creation right and everything is lending itself to an experience that allows you to learn the opposite right so if you stress so, the argument would there be a, there wouldn't be a me and a you right there there isn't we are just different expressions of the same thing choosing to have our own reality by being in this particular identity that we have chosen to be would you say two waves of the same ocean you could yes because ocean is all you know continuous too right, right. so right. it could be two waves of the same ocean uh to ends to the same rope having different experience call it whatever there is no denial that we are completely connected in more than many ways that we can even imagine right we are one we are this is the essence of uh, if you look at any spiritual teaching keep aside religion for a moment any spiritual teaching it says that we are all one oneness we have come from the same source yeah yeah right so that in itself is is a big leveler that in itself shows us that we have chosen to come into uh, existence in different 
forms, different mm-hmm. bodies and different identities, what we call as our ego presence, mm-hmm. uh, simply because what we wanted to experience were of what we are here to learn and grow with. Mm-hmm. But if you take that and go a step above, right, mm-hmm. that from the level of creation, there is really no positive, negative, good, evil, all that. And, and mm-hmm. if you think about it, human beings as species have spent such a long time just fighting across the two. That, right? right? right. Uh, and, and we have mythology that goes with it. We have uh, stories that go with uh, how, evil, uh, how um, good succeeded evil and how, what's right, what's wrong. Right. I think to your point about uh, you know, COVID-19 and, and what it has made us now look at is every single thing that we uh, experience, while we, we always have the choice to look at the shadow, as I call it, the shadow side or the gift side. So COVID is no different. It's come with the shadow side of the the impacts it's having, but it's got that blessing or the gift as well as an offering to us. And at any point in time, just like everything else, it's going to be upon us. What are we choosing? Right. And and the minute you realize that we are all one, that I think the first uh, emotion that arises from that is love. Yes. Absolutely. That's that's the that I would say is the fundamental connecting aspect to everything and i i truly i say this and i believe in this completely is love is all there is yeah i i would i would begin to think so love is all there is everything else is a degradation of that one i would even call it uh, the primordial uh, emotion yes and everything else is the absence of love that's just it yeah yeah so darkness would be an absence of absence of light exactly so love is all there is and that is the that is the fundamental emotion you know as someone who is um, you know grieving is missing love someone who is angry is missing love you look at every single other low frequency emotion you're going through mm-hmm. at some level it's because of the absence of love for yourself mm-hmm. or absence of love from somewhere else right right so it, it boils down to that so um... <clears throat> What exactly goes on in a theta healing? I know these are things that are available, but I'd like to hear it from you. Sure, sure. So um, theta healing is a meditation modality. And uh, we, what we basically do as practitioners, we first learn how to get ourselves into the theta brainwave state. And I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure many of us have heard about the different brainwaves uh, that yeah. we experience as human beings. And in theta brainwave specifically is where uh, you have the ability to access the subconscious mind mm-hmm. and it's also the same brainwave frequency that uh, allows you to connect to the universal source energy. Right. So you're, you're doing two things while you're at the theta brainwave state. You're connecting to that source energy, mm-hmm. which, is, you know, which people may term as God, universe, uh, the creator, the source, however we term it, that energy that we have all come from. Mm. And it also is a state where we are able to access our own subconscious mind. Mm. And in this modality, uh, we basically are witnessing as practitioners the uh, changes that are necessary to be witnessed to change a reality. Now, the change in reality could be a disease. It mm-hmm. could be a belief that we have taken on that is no longer serving us. Not, you know, we have done learning the lesson it had for us now, but we are still holding on to that belief. Mm-hmm. Um, and we now, you know, and, and that's not really helping us move forward in life. So it could be, 
uh, when I talk about changing reality is you're changing either a disease or a condition, you could change the beliefs, you could call, you know, you can bring in new feelings that, you, you know, if somebody doesn't know what it feels like to be loved, because they've never experienced what it is to be loved, all they know is their mother hitting them as a child and saying, I'm hitting you because I love you. Their understanding is, is messed up. Their brain is messed up with the definition of love means pain, mm. for example, right? Mm. So you, what we do here is, you know, clean all that. We clear all that stuff, you know, whatever programs we may have developed as a child or even genetically, right? Mm. We've talked about, we, we talk a lot about inheriting diseases like diabetes and things like that, which are, oh, it's in my genes. I'm prone mm. to this or I'm prone to that. Mm. It's true for even beliefs. If, right. as, you know, if, we, if in our ancestry we have, we've come through an ancestral, um, you know, lineage where uh, being poor was helping us to develop some virtues, then mm. we think we, we may carry that as a belief genetically as well, which is not allowing us to prosper in this life. Right. So those are some examples where we look at, where it's, it's actually, we don't consciously do this. We are just guided to look at what is it that the person really wants to address in that session. We get guided with the connection to that source energy in theta brainwave state. And we just ask to witness whatever changes that are best and highest for this individual at this point in time. Of course, with this, we have to make sure we get permission for every single step of the change we are doing because your subconscious, if you don't say yes to it, it's going to kick it out right away. It's going to say, this is not a program I want to accept because, okay. right? So we take your permission. So this is not something you can do to someone without their consent. You can't so, make someone, someone uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You cannot dominate over somebody. Yes, you cannot dominate, you cannot manipulate, you cannot, uh, you know, you cannot um, uh, act on act in uh, ways that you think can help you fix somebody because if you're coming to this with an intention of fixing somebody, that's not going to happen right. for right. sure. Right. So, so this is all about working with a person with their complete free will and uh, with their complete uh, consent on what they want to change in their life and help them make those changes uh, on an energetic level. That's pretty much the session like. Yeah, I sometimes, uh, you know, uh, start thinking of things as images. While you're speaking, uh, it appears to me that there are a lot of little individuals in my, in my body and you kind of trying to unify all of them. Is that, is that a right picture, do you think? In many ways, yes. For example... Um, yeah, it's own tug of war. Yes, we, we have so many different parts of us that are uh, stuck in certain uh, beliefs, if you may. Uh, a part of me may not believe in something, a part of me may believe, or even in terms of your brain, you know, the, bra the way brain, uh, you, you ideally would want to have a brain that's uh, a whole brain thinking. Um, many of us grow up either with a dominant left brain or a dominant right brain. Uh, and I'll give my personal example. Before I uh, experienced theta healing, I used to compartmentalize my day and weeks, like during nine to five in my job that I was in, at the bank, I used to only exercise my left brain, analytical, rational, logical thinking. Right. And then when it's five o'clock in the evening or in the weekends, I switch to my right brain. I start doing beading, drawing, painting, dancing, right. music and everything. Right. And when I went to the very first session with my uh, Theta Healing teacher, she just was scanning me energetically. And she says, you have a complete divide on your brain. Like you can't, you seem to either do this or that there's no there's no connection between the two would you mind if i just were to integrate your two halves of the brain so you can 
work with all of them. And that has been an incredible change for me because now I bring the full me to everywhere I go. I can be creative while I'm solving an analytical problem for an organization. And I can, I can at the same time be analytical when it comes to music or, you know, dance or, you know, understanding the steps. So it's, it's, right. it's a huge shift. So I, I gave that example to just reinforce what you're saying is that there are so many aspects of us that are not yeah. integrated. So the goal of this modality is to help you become whole and complete and, and more importantly, free you, free you from all that you've been uh, believing that's holding you back. Right. So there has to be a hole, right? For you to be able to see all these small little bits and things. I'm talking about a, 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 a very individual opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't mean me, mm-hmm. uh, but as a as a as a human, mm-hmm. you are able to observe these kinks in your head. So, are you? Uh, so is that is that consciousness uh, kind of uh, observing things happening? So, which is the real me? Is these bits and pieces floating around, or is the one that's observing things happening? That's a very interesting question. So. I can answer this from a practitioner standpoint, uh, meaning for me, uh, the my, me observing what it is that I'm shown or uh, given. I mean, the, the information that comes to me when I'm in theta state could be in any of the senses, clairsenses, as they call it. It could be clairvoyance, clairsentience, claircognizance, clairaudience, any of them, which basically is you can either hear it, you will either see it as in visualize it or you feel it or you just know it. So any you of those. Tap something? What you, sorry, you tap into some divine energy, or, I mean, for want of a better word. Yeah, so, so the way we do Theta Healing Meditation is basically we close our eyes and we are taught how to get our brain to Theta theta brainwave state and that's not that's not the only way by the way you you when you laugh you get to Theta brainwave state. Ah. Yes, you do. And when you, um, what are the other, the, oh, there are uh, sounds, uh, there are specific uh, solfagio frequencies, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the binaural sounds. Yes, the, yes. Those yeah. are also, will, those meditating to those sounds also help you get to theta brainwave state. So there are many ways to get to theta brainwave state. It's the one that we do is what we are trained as part of the practice that we do. And uh, just by virtue of that, we learn to consciously bring our brain to theta brainwave state. And when we do that, we feel the connection to the energy of all that is. Mm. And people feel it. For me, it is a clear tingling sensation and I can feel the energy coming down to my body. Here is the thing. We are always connected from the source that we come from. We are, we are always, there's no way we can be disconnected. That's, you know, this is something, again, my Theta Healing teacher beautifully says, you cannot be disconnected from the source. You are always connected. Exactly. The only difference is now you've become more aware and you are now able to uh, tap into that energy for the changes that you want to see happen in your, in your reality for your life and for everybody else who wants to, you know, who are, who are guided to come to you for the same thing. Mm So it's, it's, it's about, it's basically that. It's connecting to that energy or being aware of that energy, a connection to that energy. Right. So, um, yeah, I've made little notes about this. In fact, I wanted to ask you about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, according to Theta Healing, there's seven planes of existence, right? Yes. You talk about seven planes of existence. Any similarity between the seven chakras and the seven notes of a music scale? Seven mm-hmm. oceans? That's a very interesting connection and observation that you've made, which I have not, by the way. Um, I, uh, I have not made that connection, but, um, you know, when it comes to, again, um, 
how do I say this? In, in, the, in the body, we have, again, I'm pointing here because those are my chakra drawings <laughs> right there. In the body, they're in different places. But if you think about seven planes of existence, they are coexisting at all points in time. And I'll just, if you may uh, give me a couple of minutes, I'll just explain what they are and why I see them to be coexisting. So this is, again, this is um, Vianna Stibble's um, explanation of how she was given the seven planes of existence from uh, the source energy. Uh, seven planes, basically, the first plane is the plane of minerals, um, earth, rock, crystals. Second plane is the plane of plants. Uh, third plane is the pla plane of um, um, animals and human beings. The fourth plane is the plane of spirits. And fifth plane is the plane of ascended masters and um, archangels and angels. And uh, sixth plane is the plane of loss. Mm -hmm. And seventh is the plane of energy of all that is. Now, while she may divide it in, in the sense for us to kind of grasp ourselves to that concept, mm -hmm. all seven planes are acting right now, this very moment around us. They're mm -hmm. all together, right? Okay. Um, for example, we have, you know, uh, rock and uh, earth right outside there. I have right. a plant right in, in my table right here. Right. We are humans. We are here right now on this third plane. And, you know, while we can't see, we do have spirits around us, which may freak a few people out, but it's just, they just, right yeah, they're just there. You don't need to worry about them, but they're there. Okay. Same with, um, you know, you, we, people that um, talk about angels or right. guides, spirit guides, or even religion. Religion is a fifth plane, comes, uh, religion comes from fifth plane. And that's the plane of duality as well. We have, we've all been stuck in fifth plane for a while. Mm. And um, that's where this good, right, wrong, all of that comes from. Mm. So we, and we all, at any given point in time, we are born with four guardian angels. Mm. And uh, we have spirit guides who are with us and they come in and out, depending on what stage in your life you're going through. They are there to guide you. They will not interfere with your free will on your, or your choices because you want, you're here to learn, mm. right? It's like you have a guide the guide is only going to help when you ask for help. Oh, okay. So, that. yes, you can ask for help. You obviously can at any point ask for help. That's the point I uh, emphasize to my clients and my students is you're never alone. You're always supported. You just need to be able to receive that support. You should be open to receiving, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, law of gravity is acting right now. We're both sitting. We're not floating because right. thanks to the law of gravity. Yeah. Right. And uh, and the energy of all that is, is the energy created everything. So all seven planes are in existence this very moment here and now. Okay. So I don't different see the difference. Sorry. Is it in different proportions or the other thing? Different proportion to the level of our awareness. Ah, okay. Okay. So there is a ladder, an evolutionary ladder, even in the spiritual plane. It's, it's, it's basically, I would call the awareness ladder. It's how much aware we are. The more we work and clear our own selves, the more aware we become. That's all. Is it also, could, you, could it also be said that you get more receptive at every stage? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And what is blocking us from being receptive is our own inherited beliefs and system that we are operating, the operating system, as we call it, right? Right, right. Uh, the, the hardware is the body, software right. is the brain, the programs. Yeah. So if we, have, if we have programs that are still running in, uh, you know, DOS or uh, old style program, you know, you, you can do what uh, Windows yeah. XP or uh, latest Windows 10 can do. Simple yeah, as that. Like, uh, you know, wise guy said, uh, let's download 2020 again because it's, <laughs> it's got a virus, exactly. So yeah, we get to, in Theta Healing, we get to download uh, the all the new, new operating system, uh, belief process, belief systems that will help us act like a you know evolved 
uh, being. So. So I was also reading about this um, uh, in uh, Hindu philosophy, which you also uh, the five kosas, the Anamaya kosa, the Manomaya kosa. There's different sheets in the body that uh, vibrates to a particular energy level. So the first is the basic thing of food. Uh, that's five. I was trying to see a correlation between the number seven because it's always trying to, even numerology number seven has some kind of uh, uh, magical mm -hmm. thing to it. Yeah, so I, uh, to, I'll be fully honest, I'm not familiar with what you just said about the kosas, is that what you said? Sheets, yeah. As they say. yeah. Yeah, I, I am not, but um, numerology is actually sixth plane. The plane of laws, astrology, numerology are all sixth plane, oh. uh, uh, what do you call, uh, knowledge that we tap right. into. Right. And while so, I was uh, uh, researching on all this, there's another lovely thought that came across my mind. The avatar system in Hinduism, mm -hmm. with Matsya, Kurma, Varaha, it actually, it actually uh, benchmarks the evolutionary ladder too. Like okay. the, aquatic, the aquatic age, uh -huh. age, the animal, you know, so that was something I wanted to share with you. Yeah, so that is in that, uh, so now is when the uh, age of Aquarius is, yeah, is predicted around now? Yeah, it's around now. Yeah. So. so everything seems to be falling in place, whichever yes. way you carry it. <laughs> yes. The truth is the same, no matter which perspective, you know, yes. which direction you look, yes. go deep down to all the religious teachings, the message is the same. That fundamental aspect of what you and I talked about, love being the connector and the base yes. thing, is it's everywhere. It's the and same that's, everywhere. That's the only logical emotion that can come once you realize everything is one, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, exactly. You'll be harming yourself, in fact. Yes. And, and uh, to be fully honest, the, any, any lower level emotion really stems from the place where we have not learned to love ourselves. It's just a reflection of that. Mm. It's, when we, it's when we are truly able to love and fully accept ourselves, that's when we can ac accept anybody else too. Mm. Mm. Every true. time we deny a part of us, every time we deny love for ourselves, every time we are not compassionate with ourselves, mm. we, we just can't express you're that. Going into yourself, into your own shell. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that's why I feel all the work we need to do is inside. Once right. we fix the inside, the outside changes automatically. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> double split ex experiment in quantum physics, right? One, yes. Yeah. It's been amazing talking with you. Uh, and and uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak. My pleasure. And thank you for giving me this opportunity to share my thoughts uh, and, uh, you know, and, and it, it, it's the timing is perfect than ever. <laughs> right, that's why I wanted to reach out to you because I knew you were uh, into data healing and stuff. So once again, thank you very much and uh, we'll connect. My pleasure, thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.